I'm Mark Howard. And this is Talking Points. We're headed towards the very concluding weeks of our On Death, Dying in the Future Hope series. Now on Lesson 12, yes. titled The Biblical World View. Yeah, I'm just looking at this. Sabbath, December 17 mm-hmm. is the week for this lesson. So we're, we're just starting November here. <laughs> we try to record ahead. Are you so giving that, away the secret sauce so here? Yeah. <laughs> Well, what? We're the not jig gonna, is up, people. We're not, they're, 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 they're doing this, heading into the Christmas holiday. Yes. We're not spending the Christmas. You want them to think we're spending the holiday just I working on talking points. <laughs> of course, I want people to know that we're right here with them. Yeah. But the reality is, yes, we do record these earlier. It is actually November now, but December is the time for this recording. Well, and I say this because you kind of planned ahead. You got the flannel going, and I should have worn a sweater or something to be up with the. But you think you know, I planned ahead? That I'm so strategic. Like I'm going to wear clothes. It's like 65 out today, so it's, it's perfectly comfortable anyway. what I'm wearing. So we're going to go beyond that now and talk about our lesson. You yes. put together the talking points. And what are we talking about this week? Yeah, quit wasting our time, Cameron. We got four talking points this week. <sighs> Breaking the rules. Four talking points. Okay. Well, I'll tell you why. Our lesson this week is on the biblical worldview, mm-hmm. and Specifically, it is looking at how this worldview of the state of man, you know, the nature of man, mm-hmm. uh, impacts our getting ready for the coming of Jesus. Okay, so so it's building on what we've looked at this this uh, okay. quarter, and in light of Jesus' return and the development, the spiritual development that must take place to be ready for the coming. Okay, of Jesus. Well, with that in mind, before you walk us through the talking points, let's start with a word of prayer, and then you can kind of all take right. It up let's do that. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this day. Thank you that you give us every day of life, and we want to know more about eternal life that's provided in your word, and help us to not be deceived by Satan's deceptions, but to have a clear understanding of the biblical worldview that you outline in the word of God. So please help us to be clear on that today, and send your Holy Spirit to be our teacher. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. What do you have for us there? All right, four talking talking points. The first talking point, drawn from Sabbath, Sunday, and Thursday is our development must be consistent with our nature. Hmm. This is going to be kind of an umbrella, an overview of then the the development, the specific development that takes place in Numbers 2, 3, and 4. The okay. lesson had brought out, in fact, even a little bit more, and I thought I'd condense them into four talking points, and I thought, eh, I mean, into yeah. three, yeah. Yeah, into three, you're yeah. right. I didn't. I did this one as kind of an introduction. And then talking point number two, our physical health is a spiritual necessity, drawn primarily from Monday's lesson. Mm, That's interesting. Number three, the mind of Christ subdues the carnal nature. This is talking more about the the, uh, mental development, and that's Tuesday's lesson. Oh, so the other one would be more the physical. This one is more mental. Okay. And then final talking point number four, we need the spirit to be spiritual, talking about that spiritual aspect in Wednesday's lesson. Okay, well, that sounds very well organized. Very nice. kind of that's how the lesson kind of the quarterly kind of walks through it and honestly you know a teacher may look at this and say hey I want to focus on the mental development we're going to work on that this week and there's mm-hmm. just a, there's kind of a lot you could cover sure as you're going through which you So the see. odds of doing it all comprehensively may not happen in everyone It's not going to be comprehensive yeah. but okay let's go through them now our development must be consistent with our nature all I right. have to under, I have to say I'm not sure what that means T- tell us about that Okay well now um, Sunday's lesson begins with Luke 2.52, where it talks about how Jesus grew in wisdom Priest. and in stature and in, and in favor, favor increased with... and in favor with God and man. So it's talking about this development, and the, and the lesson is called the model of Jesus. So okay. Jesus modeled this spiritual development. Okay. But 
Well, and again, you said the spiritual development. But it's not just, sometimes we think, oh, the spiritual mm-hmm. realm, but it disconnects from the body. But your point is, I think as I understand the it. The lesson's point. And the lesson's point, or the scripture's <laughs> point, let's even yes. better, that Jesus didn't, wasn't just uh, human and all other assets, but he had this one spiritual That's thing. Right. That he was holistically, it was a, he had a full development physically, mentally, all the ways. That's right. So our memory verse talks about, you know, First Thessalonians 5.23, that sanctification is, Paul says, uh, may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. Uh, may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our mm. Lord Jesus. So there's that so coming of Jesus. So complete means all these aspects. Right. So spiritual development. So to a person, in, and we'll get into this. In fact, I think you may have touched on a little bit last week, and we'll see more this week. For most people, they have come into this idea of Greek dualism, that we're made up of these different components. You have the soul and the, and the body. You have mm-hmm, the spirit, mm-hmm. soul or spirit and the there's body. There's the material and self and the separate. spiritual self. Right. Yeah. And so uh, the physical, the material self, how I live in the body is really irrelevant. What really matters is the spiritual. Mm -hmm. And so there's the mindset. And so the development then, like, I don't need to take care of my body. I don't need to be in shape. I don't need to this, that, or the other. Um, All I need to do is love the Lord. Or even say my mental, I don't even have to study the word of God and everything. As long as I feel love for God in my spirit, my heart, my emotions, whatever. So if one part of me is attached to God, the rest of me doesn't really matter. Now, potentially, I suppose maybe that could be a reality if we did have this dualistic nature, but we don't. Mm -hmm. And so we see in the example of Jesus, this comprehensive development. Mm -hmm. And so talking point number one, our development must be consistent with our nature. Our nature is not all these different components. It's one nature. So... Every little part of it has to do with that holistic development. All right. So the lesson, now interesting, the lesson breaks that down as being, you know, grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man, mentally, physically, spiritually, and socially. Then the lesson itself doesn't really do a lot more with the socially, does a little bit in there. So Mm. we're primarily focusing on the uh, physical, the mental, the spiritual, but even as I read this particular passage, it seems to me that Jesus grew in wisdom and stature, and then the favor with God and man was a, an outcome of that versus all these different components. Interesting. So but, that could be an interesting discussion, like yes. how do we even interpret that one passage about Jesus' right. growth? That could be a good conversation. But the takeaway is there needs to be this comprehensive development. Okay. Maybe you can read that uh, passage there from the book Education. It's also sure. quoted on Sunday's lesson. From page 15, it says, To promote the development of body, mind, and soul, that the divine purpose in his creation might be realized, this was to be the work of redemption. So the work of redemption, the salvation message, isn't just for whatever your spiritual nature is. It's for the person as a whole, all Absolutely. aspects. Okay. Absolutely. And again, soul not being a separate component, disembodied, right. whatever. Right. But the way that the Bible teaches it, it's dealing here specifically with those, those spiritual thoughts and aspirations and what have you. Okay. Um, but there's this holistic development that's being mentioned there. And now building on that... We're, we're going to break down those different components, mm-hmm. but then when the lesson goes down to Thursday and rolls into Thursday, it pulls all of it together in the idea of getting ready for Jesus to come. Mm. And so I made a note here in the outline that there's a difference between getting ready and being ready. Lesson highlights that on Thursday a little bit. I'm just touching mm-hmm. on it here, and you can touch on it a little bit more further. Mm-hmm. But there's a, you know, why all the, why even have a lesson to talk about who cares about you know, the idea of us being holistic in the light of Jesus coming, what does it matter? Because there needs to be a, there's a getting ready a preparation that has to happen that when Jesus, so 
I've, I've referenced here, the lesson doesn't bring it up, but Matthew 25 in the parable of the ten virgins. I mean, the whole mm. purpose of that is to show that people who wait until the last minute when they hear the call of the bridegroom, it's going to be too late right. for the preparation that's needful. Mm-hmm. And so this holistic preparation is a preparation that has to take place mm-hmm. now and day by day. In fact, there's a great statement about this. It was not a statement. It's the, the quarterly statement. Uh, Thursday, last paragraph. Yeah, it says, from this perspective, we can say that every single day of our life is our life in miniature. So, by God's grace, we should plan for the future, but should live each day ready for the return of Jesus. Especially because, given the contingencies of this life, today could be our last day. Now, I think that's a great statement, that, that idea that, you know, every day is a miniature of your life. Yeah. And My whole most life is this day. Right. That's the least I can control. It's right here. And so... This comprehensive development of mind, body, spirit Mm. needs to take place every day. So let's break that down. In talking point number two, uh, talking point number two is drawn from Monday's lesson. Our physical health is a spiritual necessity. It's not a spiritual option. It is a necessity. And we can just briefly touch on this. You could spend the whole lesson on this going to Bible examples. Well, I can, I can already hear the, the lessons, uh, I mean, the, the, the Sabbath school classes. So you saying that health reform and diet changes mm-hmm. and exercise, all that kind of stuff, that's a salvation issue? Now it's, well, yeah, yeah in a sense. I Wait, mean, listen, yeah. I've always said it this way. Anybody can relate to this. How much, how interested are you in reading and studying scripture when you had the flu? You know, that's extreme examples like, well, I don't feel like doing anything when I have the flu. Any level of, of, of sickness mm-hmm. makes you less open to spiritual things or less able to do. So, mm-hmm. so there, there's an obvious tie between the physical and the spiritual. Mm-hmm. You know, now you can say, yeah, but it doesn't matter in every day. Well, who's to say it wouldn't matter in my everyday life? It's like, well, I feel good today. So I, you know, smoke two packs a day or whatever yeah. else. All of that. If, in fact... When you're in poor health, anybody who's made health changes in their lives mm-hmm. knows when you get healthy, it's like, wow, I didn't know you could feel like this. Yeah, like I can, I can think more clearly, I have more right. energy. Like, wow, this is the same me, but it's a better version. <laughs> I remember when my grandma quit smoking and, and we would come home from restaurants and that's back in the day when you smoked in there. She said, oh man, is that how I used to smell? Is that how my house used to smell? Well, she never knew it because she was in it. And so there's a lot to say about that. But from a health standpoint, Third mm-hmm. John 2, uh, an, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health, just as your soul prospers. Just as, even yeah. as, in the same, in other words, relationally, mm-hmm. your health and your spiritual life mm-hmm. are concurrent. Mm-hmm. And we find examples in scripture that are not accidental or incidental. They're, Adam and Eve were given specific instructions regarding how to eat, foods to eat, um, exercise, right? The work yeah, the in work, the garden yeah. did not come after sin. Yeah, it's interesting that neither did the dietary restrictions. That's like, right. Both things were addressed before the fall. Here's what your work is. Here's what your fuel is, your food is. And those were addressed again after the fall. But it's not like he instituted work as a punishment right. or instituted food restrictions. No, no, there was, there was a clear diet and exercise program before the fall. That's right. And you don't have a lot of explanation as to why, but as you get further on in Scripture, mm-hmm. it's not, uh, a, again, an accident that the very first temptation that the devil came to Adam and Eve with was on the point of appetite. Mm. And, in fact, I don't have it in the lesson. I wish I'd included it. Uh, Ellen White makes a statement that the devil knows that when he can control appetite, he can control the whole man. Mm. And so when Jesus came and stood where Adam fell... 
what was the very first temptation? Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, the devil's a cunning general. A general doesn't go into battle and say, ah, oh, let's just wing it and see what works. Yeah. He's got a battle plan. A and the devil knew if I can hit him on this one and succeed, I've got it. Mm. And the very first temptation was on the point of appetite. Well, yeah. you could, we could talk about an appetite isn't just food. Right. You know, drugs and alcohol and all this right. stuff is part of that. And you see the havoc has wreaked on humanity mm. and how it's impacted our connection spiritually. Yeah, even the pride of life kind of stuff. Because you see in Genesis there where she evaluated the food for herself. You know, she saw this good for food and pleasing to the eye, and desirable to me. Well, all of those are different forms of appetite. I want wisdom, I want esteem, Mm -hmm. I want whatever. And Satan knows how to address those. That's exactly right. Mm. It's not an accident that the Hebrew worthies that did not bow down to the golden image first passed a test on appetite. I mean, a lot of people just read right over that, or they wonder, like, why would Daniel, if it does impact them, when they read Daniel chapter 1, that mm-hmm. Daniel could have been killed for that opposition. Yeah. Like, people don't get that. It's like, why would you make such a fuss over food? Mm-hmm. But Daniel was taught and understood these principles, and it's not by accident that Daniel and his friends, because on the plain of Dura, they were not the only Hebrews standing out there. you got to believe it, yeah. But they were the only ones who stood up when everybody mm-hmm. bowed down, but they first passed a test on appetite. I mean, mm. it just there's so many places you could go with this, but mm. the Bible just shows this. This connection. In fact, I've referenced, I've got, I do have a statement here. Ellen White is referencing the ladder of progress, of spiritual growth in Second okay. Peter, where he says, add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge and to knowledge uh, temperance. Temperance and temperance, patience. Patience, right. right. And so temperance is being self-controlled in, in all things. Right, appetite. And, in, yep. and Ellen White makes a statement. Why don't you read that? She uh, says, and this is from Testimonies, Volume 2, page 95, it is impossible for an intemperate man to be a patient man. First temperance, then patience. Impossible. Not just difficult, but you cannot have patience if you haven't mastered your own domain of temperance and appetite. And she simply points back to what the scripture says in 2 Peter. So just, again, our physical health is a spiritual necessity, not a spiritual option. Mm. So there you could run away with that one for the whole class. You open up the floor on that one. Woo! All right, so next talking point deals with that um, uh, mental development. Okay. And m- the, the way I've worded it is the mind subdues the carnal nature. Now, the reason I, I, I put it that, well, that way is for a lot of people, it's like, well, the reason I am the way I am is because I got this sinful nature. And I'm just always going to be so this way. And do? I got better. Yeah. <laughs> but the whole, so how do you develop mentally? But the, the Bible tells us we can have the mind of Christ. Okay. The lesson highlights it, in fact, in. Uh, 1 Corinthians 2.16, the lesson quotes where the Apostle Paul says, we have the mind of Christ. And, um, you and know, Philippians, Philippians 2.5. Yeah. Let, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So the way I've outlined it here is, of course, the Bible tells us that we can be transformed, not Romans conformed 12, to yeah. this world, but Romans 12, verse 2, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Renewing of your mind. So the idea is, and I have it outlined here again, success in the Christian life does not come from removing the sinful nature, but by receiving the, the mind of Christ. Mm-hmm. And what happens is the mind of Christ enables us sub, to subdue the carnal nature. Mm-hmm. Now, this part of this is, and again, there's, we're scratching the surface here on really something are, I'd love to yeah. get into. But the way our nature is made up, God created humanity so that before sin, our mind would control our passions. Mm-hmm. And now Ellen White sometimes talks about the higher powers, the powers yeah. of the mind and the, the lower, lower passions. passions. Yeah. This is alluded to in Genesis where the Lord says to Cain, even after sin, 
because he had the opportunity for the mind of Christ. That was prefigured in their sacrifice and everything else. Mm. That sin lies at the door and its desires for you, but you should rule over it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in a real practical sense, I always give the example of, well, we're in the holidays here. You're watching this in the holidays. You're in the holidays. You're sitting at Christmas. You have dinner, right? And it's that point where you feel like you got to loosen your belt a little bit. It's like, I wait. And then somebody, at least at my mom's house, is like, okay, who wants pie? You ever have that happen? I've had that happen. Look at me. You know I've had and, that happen. <laughs> and, and, and up here you're thinking, no, I'm, I've had enough to eat. And, 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 but somewhere between here and the mouth, when it's you're like... like but Give me a piece of pie. Yeah, yeah exactly. And so you're, the, the, that anticipation of that sweetness on your tongue overrides what you just thought, right? That's and right. so it's like somehow you changed your mind based <laughs> on, you know, it's interesting because in the same way that Genesis 4-7 talks about, you know, d- sin is waiting for you, it desires to have you, but yes. you must rule over, you must master it, right? Then you go to the New Testament. Paul, on more than one occasion, I believe in Romans 16 and Philippians 3, refers to people who's whose God is their belly. That's right. Right. The, the idea being that they're not against God, but they're ruled by, they're governed by those lower the passions. passions. So they they haven't the developed the mind of Christ or haven't let Christ change, right. transform them. And, you know, that really is a big distinction between those who are truly spiritual and those who are merely carnal and that you can mm-hmm. have the spiritual mind, but, and the, and the, an enlightened, uh, will, you know That's what I'm right. saying? But it has to be exercised. Yes, the spiritual to, yeah. mind doesn't take away the conflict. And so what you have mm-hmm. is the Bible says our carnal, the carnal mind is enmity against God's law. It's not subject or enmity against God. It's not yeah. subject to God's law. Nor can it nor be. Nor indeed can be. So what has to happen is God has offered the mind of Christ mm-hmm. that it may subdue those passions as God intended in the original creation. In other words, in the creation of man, when, hey, would you like the piece of pie? No, 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 I'm good. I need to be yeah. more temperate, whatever else. You list the passion, but this is where the struggle comes in. And again, in. It could we be, know. we're not just harping on food. Right. Here. It could be pride. It could be lust. It could be any other that's right. thing that's a detriment to your spiritual growth. Where your right. mind is saying, no, I need to say no to this. Mm-hmm. But we give in because our passion Because I like where this mind. goes, yeah. The mind of Christ is given. That mental development happens as we receive the mind of Christ, and then God helps us to exercise the power of choice in the right vein and keep the carnal nature subdued. And it's really interesting. I like how you brought that up, that the, 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 the conquering of this or the development of this comes not from the removal of the sinful nature, but mm-hmm. the installation, the, the transformation in yes. the mind of Christ. And I think that there are probably some Christians who might feel um, like it didn't work. I got baptized right. and I still and want I still the Bible. Whatever. The idea being like, well, it didn't take. Or somehow I, I'm not spiritual enough because the urges are so that that the having urges or lower passions does not indicate that you're not a spiritual person. That's right. It's the question is how do you respond to those? How do you govern those? Do you regulate? Are you in the seat of government right. in your life, or are you swayed not just by every wind of doctrine, but every wind of interest and curiosity and passion and intemperance? Who actually runs your life? That's right. And, you know, in that sense, God can give you your mind back. We were established to be ruling ourselves, right? And Satan has taken that away. But God gives you, through the mind of Christ, the power to rule yourself. Right. And it's an act of Mm. faith. I think of Hebrews 11, 6, it says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. So faith has to act on the belief that the mind of Christ will give me power I don't inherently have. Mm Mm-hmm. And when you step out, you have the struggles, as you mentioned, and by faith you say, no, I'm going to resist in the power of Christ. The power of Christ and the mind of Christ 
become a reality in your mm-hmm. experience and give you the the ability to say no to those things that right and then you put otherwise. it into practice and you can do it again and yet now you're developing that transformation process well there's a great statement on this in adventist home uh, page 127 i have it in the outline here if you want to read that sure it says the lower passions have their seat in the body and work through it the words flesh or fleshly or carnal lusts embrace the lower corrupt nature. So all of this is talking about the flesh and flesh and carnal and all of this, the lower passions. These are those urges we have for those mm-hmm. things that either they're unholy or they may be good things, but I'm tempted to overeat or I'm tempted right. to, 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 in some other way, be lazy or whatever, intemperate. Right. So she goes on to say, the flesh of itself cannot act contrary to the will of God. Interesting. Mm-hmm. We are commanded to crucify the flesh with the affections and lusts. How shall we do it? Shall we inflict pain on the body? No, praise the Lord, but to put to death the temptation to sin. The corrupt thought is to be expelled. Every thought is to be brought into captivity to Jesus Christ. All animal propensities, you know, I think she means that in the sense that they act by instinct mm-hmm. alone, right? Not right. by ruled by reason. All animal propensities are to be subjected to the higher powers of the soul. Uh, just a lot you can comment on there, but... Again, some of these are sinful nature and that they're bad in and of themselves, but some mm-hmm. are good things that are just out of control or That's could right. be leading. But she's saying you have to have the mind of The Christ. mind needs to govern the body and not the body of the mind. And this right. is what we lost through sin, and this is what we get, regained through receiving the mind of Christ. So it's interesting that point three, we're talking about mental development, but whether you're talking physical or mental, the third is spiritual. It's all spiritual. Mm-hmm. because none of this can take place. You know, we talk about the mind of Christ. That's a spiritual thing. Well, again, we can't and, even dissect the body. It's like, well, here's my physical thing, and right. here's my mental thing. That's right. It's all one package. And I, and I don't have power to control the physical without mm. the mind of Christ. Yes. Which, the reception of the mind of Christ is a spiritual thing, right. which is number four. Okay. And number four talking point is we need the spirit to be spiritual. Now, wait a minute. You're saying I'm not inherently a spiritual being? <laughs> Haven't so we heard that? Funny We're that, all spiritual oh, beings, right? We hear that all the time, but the Bible does not teach that. I've had people mm. argue and say, no, no, no. We, In fact, we talk about the state of the dead, just we talk in our in a quarterly. Yeah. And I've had people say, oh, no, but we're spiritual. We're, so we already ha- we have spirits, and, and that's why we're spiritual, blah, blah, blah. That's not what the Bible says. The mm-hmm. Bible says very clearly, for example, Romans 7, 14 says, the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, so under mm-hmm. sin. But, contrast, but I am carnal. The Bible doesn't teach that we are spiritual. It says God is spirit, mm-hmm. John uh, 4, 24. So, if we want to become spiritual beings rather than carnal beings, there's only one way. We have mm-hmm. to receive the spirit of God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what makes a person spiritual. We are not inherently spiritual. And so this whole idea, this is why Jesus said, you must be born again. Well, and that's be where, part of my kingdom. to last week's lesson, the deception of Satan, we can have a yes. false spirituality or a mystical, some sort of, right. like if we, if God built us to be spiritual beings, but we have forfeited right. that, for the vow, it's not like Satan's like, don't let them become spiritual. He's like, I'll give them all the spiritual they want. We'll just call it something else. We'll dress it up in some other way. And so it's dangerous and people are like, yeah, I'm spiritual. But again, untethered from scripture, that spirituality can really be just a well, lower nature governing the higher. Yeah, let's be clear. I mean, the re- we're not spiritual. Mm-hmm. And so the all of these ideas, when we're, if the devil can get us to buy into the idea that we're spiritual, well, then I can't die. And so then it's going to be reincarnation or right. this, that, or the other, and the mysticism. Like, we're open game for all that. Mm-hmm. Or I can't sin because I'm, you know. Right. So, I mean, all the floodgates of hell open up with his simple, <laughs> but very potent deceptions. And so, again, talking point number four, we need the spirit 
to be spiritual. Amen. God is spirit. In order to become spiritual beings, we must receive the third person of the Godhead, the Holy Spirit, Mm. right? We must be born of the spirit in the words of Jesus, John 3, 5, and 6, Mm -hmm. to become spiritual beings. Once we become spiritual beings, then we are to live by the spirit. And of course, all of Romans 8, I have three references from Romans 8, one from 1 Peter, and you can go other places in the scripture. Mm -hmm. But Romans 8 is the chapter that talks about life in the spirit. Mm Mm-hmm. We are to set. We are to walk according to the Spirit. Romans eight four. Mm-hmm. We are to set our minds on the things of the Spirit. Romans eight five. Mm-hmm. We are to crucify the fleshly desires. That's subduing. That's yes. subduing those passions we were talking mm-hmm. about. That's another way of saying they have that right. mind of Christ by the Spirit. Romans eight thirteen. We obey God through the Spirit. First mm-hmm. Peter one twenty two. So we have to have the Spirit. Which, if by we're the way, spiritual life. is a whole other topic. But that's why you can't. Why works righteousness is not even an option at all because right. we can't do it without That's the Spirit. Right. So in order to even engage in the obedience he asks of us, we have to have That's his exactly regenerating right. spirit leading us or it's not going to work. So all of this we're talking about, what we're, we're the, these multifaceted creatures, we have to have the Holy Spirit to have any kind of development. Yeah. And when we do have the Holy Spirit and we walk in the Spirit, we will have comprehensive development. Fascinating. So that's... You know, the biblical worldview points us to God who can help develop us completely, sanctify us completely, as yes. our memory verse says, so that we re- be ready when Jesus comes. I wish I could be a fly on the wall in all the Sabbath school classes for this particular lesson. I think there's <laughs> going to be a lot of variety, a little different ways that people are going to go yeah. with this. But hopefully the upshot is very clear that if we want to have that growth like Jesus, we have to have the mind of Christ and be committed to him and grounded in his word and by his grace, we'll become like him. That's right. It's incredible. And he will help us to grow comprehensively. Yes. There's a great statement on Friday's lesson. I have it also here in our handout, if you would read that in our conclusion. Sure. It says, live the life of faith day by day. Do not become anxious and distressed about the time of trouble, and thus have a time of trouble beforehand. Mm, what a great statement. Do not keep thinking, I am afraid I shall not stand in the great testing day. You are to live for the present, for this day only. Tomorrow is not yours. Today you are to maintain the victory over self. Today you are to live a life of prayer. Today you are to fight the good fight of faith. Today you are to believe that God blesses you. And as you gain the victory over darkness and unbelief, you will meet the requirements of the Master and will become a blessing to those around you. Amen. Powerful thoughts. Mm. Like I said, I'd love to be a fly on the wall in all these Sabbath school classes, but I trust that the Holy Spirit will lead all of those spiritual teachers and class members to have wonderful conversation and be a benefit to themselves and to those who are in the class. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, again, we thank you for this day. Thank you that you give us this day to live our entire life in miniature. Help us to make good decisions and help us to grow in all aspects of our being, but only as your Holy Spirit directs. Help us to have that mind of Christ and by your grace become more like him as we look forward to seeing him soon. For we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to Talking Points. To make sure you don't miss a single episode, subscribe to the Talking Points podcast on all major podcast platforms. To watch Talking Points and other helpful video content, subscribe to our Emanuel Institute YouTube channel today. And finally, for all your Sabbath school, personal ministries, and public evangelism resources, visit michigansspm.org.